Yes. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're here this evening. We have Lori Hardiger, who is from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. And Tamaria Osinami, who is here in Tallahassee. And these two ladies have spent quite a bit of time talking with, working with people on issues related to dating, relationships, ongoing issues and concerns. And so what I'd like for each of them to do is to talk about, Laurie, you can talk about your book. Uh, Tamaria, you talk about your site. And then we'll see what kind of a conversation we can get going about what you guys feel is really important to share with the listening audience. Ladies? Sure. Okay, okay, I guess I can begin. Okay. Um, I actually um, formed a Facebook group Facebook group called I'm Tired of Dating, you know, ITOD for short. And um, I did it out of just mere frustration. <laughs> um, I had actually been dating someone and someone that I really liked and I thought it was going well. Um, this is actually after my divorce and I thought it was going well. And then all of a sudden it just it wasn't going well. We had, we had a misunderstanding and he just completely stopped talking to me. And I thought that the misunderstanding was real small and it was something that could, you know, be, you know, we could get over it. But for him, it wasn't. He stopped talking to me and I was just completely, completely confused. And so I said, you know, having other single girlfriends, I said, I'm, I can't be the only one mm -hmm. that this is happening to. And so I decided to, you know, to create a group and I just invited people at first, you know, I just kind of invited people, people that I knew were single, some people that I knew were married, you know, because even though you're married, you're still in a relationship and you still have to do certain things, you know, that dating people do. And so, um, you know, and I just started posing questions about, you know, what's your pet peeve about dating and, you know, do you, um, you know, do you like evening dates or, you know, what I'm saying? I just started posing a lot of questions and people started interacting. We currently have like over 500 members now. That was like three years ago, but, um, and we're still, you know, we're still doing it. And so ultimately what I've learned is that men and women think very, very differently. Now, having said that my group is Christian-based, and I say that in quotes because it's like, I don't want people to think that we're holy rollers, you know, um, because that's not it, you know what I'm saying? But we do come from a, you know, biblical standpoint in regards to the things that we post. And so, um, but Christians have the same issues dating as anybody else, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So the same issues with same, you know, things about sex, the same things about love and respect and honor and, you know, and all of those things have the same issues. And so ultimately, um, like I said, we have, we have great conversations. Sometimes they get a little heated. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know, people have real, are real, real passionate mm -hmm. about how they feel about their beliefs. Um, a lot of beliefs come from just, you know, like any other belief from their parents or, you know, from generation to generation, from generation and um, from just media, 
all kinds of things. People have all kinds of kinds of opinions regarding mm -hmm. dating. And ultimately the the ultimate goal, what it has what it has turned into for me, because in the beginning it was just let's talk about, let's let's voice our frustrations. That's what it was for me in the beginning. Now it's more so of a let's heal so that we can date mm -hmm. and, and date in a healthy way. Good, thank you. So that's that's the journey. Thank you. Lori. So I'm 49, um, never married, no kids. So I have unfortunately been dating for almost 30 years of my life. And I'm a very um outgoing, energetic person. And I always speak my mind and I would always tell my parents and my family and friends all about these crazy dating stories that I experienced. And everyone has said to me for years and years, oh my gosh, you're so funny. You need to write a book. And I just never did. So um, I had lost my job last April due to COVID. And I'm like, well, now's the time. And I was originally going to write it with a male friend of mine, but then I decided, nope, I want to do it by myself, my own project. And the title of the book, Dating What the Fuck, came to me in three seconds. So in my mind, those four words encompass the entire world of dating. Um, and the book is nonfiction. It's very funny and raunchy and raw. There's... Um, everything about the history of dating, the history of penis naming, which you would never believe, but the word dick celebrated its 200 year anniversary in 2016. Um, it talks about bad statistics about dating. Um, it has articles that I've, you know, quoted and given my comments about. It has a dating relationship and sex trivia quiz at the back. And it also has my stories and stories of other people. Uh, it is, you know, definitely for men and women, though I feel like women might read it a little bit more than men. Um, so uh, I've done a bunch of podcasts about it, and I'm really, really proud of it. Um, now I'm just trying to, you know, get the word out and do something with the book. Uh, I, I, a lot of people have told me I need to make an audio version of it. And some people have told me it should be a one woman play. And I don't know, there's all these, all these different things. Um, I designed some singles t-shirt lines based off of the book. Um, I'm going to be starting, uh, hopefully, well, no, I will, but a, a very particular different type of dating website. Uh, that is strictly focused on people who are strictly relationship ready. Um, and that's going to be, you know, what it's focused on a lot different than the, the dating sites that are out there now um, where people really aren't vetted. I can tell you some of the very unfortunate statistics was that I found out was one in 10 profiles are fake. 60% of people with internet profiles are already in some type of relationship. A lot of, I don't even know one site that vets their people, no. even like eHarmony. I've been on there. They didn't make sure I look like my picture. They didn't make sure I was really single. They didn't make sure I was my age. So that's something that I'm really looking to do. Um, and that's, you know. How did you, did you publish your book yourself or did you have a company? I did. You self I self-published it. 
Yeah, I'd never written a book before in my life, and it is quite a process that I was unaware of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and the sales are going well? No, um... My big problem is I'm very good with writing and designing, and but not with the social media marketing. So that's where it all comes in. So I've been doing a bunch of podcasts and um, I am really trying to learn about social media. I am technologically challenged. I have no interest in computers. Uh, I went to school for dance and theater, like sitting in front of a computer for hours is just not my thing. But I know that's the only way the word is going to get out about my book and doing podcasts. Mm -hmm. And um, and honestly, I, I'm not tooting my own home, but I'm really proud of my book. It, mm -hmm. Everyone who's read it just thinks it's just so funny and more like we're right now just having a conversation. Do you have a copy of it handy? Yes. Why don't this you is hold, hold it up so that when we post this, They'll, right. they'll know what to look for. Look at that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my website is com. Okay. <laughs> so and now I think it might be a good idea because you both, you, uh, Lori, are writing from your own experiences over time and the research that you've done. And Tamaria is not only working with her own thoughts and feelings, but because of this very large following that she has, you, it might be interesting to sort of hear what you guys have learned from from your work with women and with men. What were some of the highlights that you said, you know, I didn't know that? Um, I think one of the things that that I've learned overwhelmingly in this group is that there are just as many hurt men as there are hurt women. Mm. Okay. Overwhelmingly. Mm -hmm. and and men deal with hurt in a different in a in a much different way mm -hmm. than we do a lot of their hurt turns into anger mm -hmm. and resentment um you know women are more just you know we're we get overly cautious and you know we 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 um we take our baggage kind of with us to the next phase but men do that as well, but there's, there's to me, it just, it just seems to be a bit more bitter than women, you know, but women are the ones who get the, the bitter label. Label, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lori, what about you? Do you have that same observation? Um, it, I mean, it's hard because you have two women talking about their experiences, regarding dating but just like Tamaria said I know guys have just as many problems as we do mm -hmm. I have learned that I'm this is like so depressing and sad but unfortunately I don't feel internet dating is the best way to date mm -hmm. and that's the only way there is to date today it really is because yeah. like I said people aren't vetted profiles are fake um I always say I was born in the wrong era. My parents have been married 52 years back in the day, right? With saddle shoes and poodle skirts. And you had to use a phone to make a date. You couldn't text. They would, you know, court. The men would court. Uh, you would go to like the soda shop machine, a machine restaurant or whatever it is. And you would meet one person and you would focus on that one person. You'd meet somebody great. But the problem is people are on multiple websites 
talking to multiple people. So say you're on four websites talking to five people per website. That's 20 people people are talking to, right? They meet somebody great, but what about the other 19 people they're still talking to? And I think it depends what I realize is where you are at in dating. Like for me, I have done a ton of dating. So even if I paid for six months of an internet dating site, say I'm lucky enough to meet somebody in the first month, I'll get off the site. I would thank the Lord, I finally met somebody amazing. And that's it. I don't care if I'm talking to 30 other people or I've paid for six more months where a lot of people will meet somebody great, but I think it's like this, it's like an addiction. Oh, but I'm still talking to all these other people and somebody might be better. And yeah, it's just, I, I feel like that. it's so unfortunate that this is the way dating is. And everybody complains about the same thing. Like Tamaria, I don't know, you know, the whole ghosting word. Like I have had multiple great dates, you know, some like really great first dates, really great second dates. And then all of a sudden I don't even hear from them. But the thing about it is, is that <laughs> it's funny that you talk about ghosting is <laughs> I've tried to be the adult and not ghost. Okay. And give, you know, and say to the individual, you know, hey, I had a wonderful time, but you know, I just think we're on different places, you know, you know, we're not necessarily, you know, going in the direction that I think that we should go in, you know, you know, I, I hope you find what you're looking for. Those are pretty much my words, you know what I'm saying? But I have been called everything from a basic bitch to hey. I mean, just all kind of stuff. This one guy basically just told me this, you know, in a text, a very long text, um, that you know that I, you know, you, this is why you can't do basic, you, you can't do epic things with basic bitches. That's, what his, that's exactly what his words were. And I thought I was very nice, you know, with saying, you know, hey, I'm not, you know, pretty much I'm not interested. You know, we're on different planes. Now, Unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, internet dating has been a good thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I actually met my ex-husband on um, internet dating. And even though that marriage didn't last, I still, you know, I still ended up with the, in a marriage there. Mm -hmm. And my current boyfriend, who is, um, the funny thing about it is I was so frustrated. I was getting ready to delete the app when I got a message from him that he had sent like two weeks ago. And it was, it was all timing because um, it was Christmas Eve. My daughter was gone with her boyfriend. I was home alone. Okay. <laughs> and so it was like, you know, it's been two weeks. He's probably found somebody else, but I'll respond. And so, and I responded and here we are two years later. Well, I actually met somebody that I've been dating now for over a year on an internet site. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but that, like I said, that's the only way to do it today. You don't meet people yeah, yeah. organically anymore. Like mm -hmm. unless you meet them in high school or meet them in college or at a job, you're not, you just don't. And, you know, I've met, I had all of my relationships, except my very first one I have met through online. But I can tell you, though, 
for years, I have been on and off online and it has caused so much stress and self-esteem and issues and aggravation and frustration and like hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned. And like, it's just been there. I feel like there are times like, and I think that some people, something people need to realize is that when it gets to the point where it's really affecting you mentally, physically, and emotionally, you need to step away from it Mm -hmm. because it can really impact you. Like I was getting so depressed about it and the constant BS and the ghosting and the lying. And it was like beating me up. I have a question, but do you feel like, um, because my girlfriends and I, we talk about this all the time. Do you feel like dating is work? Like you, like in order to, you know, we always talk about, we, we, we are go-getters for everything else that we want, you know, professionally, you know, education wise, we want to get our credit score together. You know, we are 100%. We are at it. We want to buy a house. That's our focus. That's what we focus on. We get it done, you know, and we don't take any prisoners if that's what we want to do. But for whatever reason, when it comes to a relationship, which is probably way more important than any of those other things, we're kind of, we kind of haphazardly do it. You know, we don't give it as much effort as we should, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, and this is, like I said, this is just for me and my girlfriends talking you know, how, you know, because they're all professional women and, you know, like they all got letters after their names and houses and, you know, and all these great positions, great jobs, they're go-getters, but not so much when it comes to, to the love aspect of their lives. So I think, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Lori, you were saying about vetting these people that you meet online and now you have met somebody how did you go about the vetting? What did you do? Well, that is, so this, I do dating roundtables and we were having this discussion and I always talked to like, I've done a lot of podcasts and people like, what's some advice? And I've had very mixed opinions about doing this, but initially when you are emailing somebody or maybe starting with the phone calls, being very upfront and straightforward about what you're looking for. So I had, some people say, oh, hell no, like a guy, no way. The first date's just for fun. And I said, I'm not saying you should go in there and be like, my name is Lori Hardiker. I want kids. I want to get married. Are you ready? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being very upfront with being like, you know, hey, I'm really just looking for a relationship. I'm not looking, you know, because there's all different things people are looking for. And you can put that in your profile. Date casually. Dating date for a relationship, relationship, marriage. And a lot of people lie and they're not even looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I said, you have nothing to lose if you go on a first date and within the conversation, if it's going well, say, you know, so what are you looking for? Where are you at in your life? And the guy that I'm dating now, we talked for like four hours for our first date. And I said that because I was like at the end of my rope at this point. And I didn't say it like, this is what I want. Like I didn't scare him away. I was like, well, you know what? This is really what I'm looking for. 
I've done a ton of dating. I'm looking to find somebody to build a relationship with. And I said it, you know, very nicely as a part of our conversation. And I think people are worried to be very upfront with what they're looking for and what they want. And in my mind, if you do speak your mind in a very courteous and social way, if somebody backs off, then they're not the right person for you. And And you need to move on. Right. And he obviously didn't back off, right? No, no, he didn't. No, no. He, you know, our relationship is, it is work because he's got an ex and two teenagers at home. And that's a, that's could be another whole podcast. But um, he admitted, he said he also wanted a relationship as well. But, you know, I think too, another thing is people think they want a relationship and they are not ready. Right. And they are not self-aware enough to know, and they haven't done the work on themselves or things in their lives are not where they need to be in order to be in a relationship. And then they bring all this baggage or all this chaos into this other person's life. And that's when people get hurt. That's when ghosting happens. I just, people aren't self-aware enough to know, yes, I'm in the right frame of mind or for a relationship or no, really, I just want a friends with benefits. No, I just want to date casually. No, my life is so chaotic. I just want somebody to go to the movies with. And then if they don't talk and you don't ask, we did a Zoom call on qualifying questions. Ask the qualifying questions. Because if you don't ask, you're not going to get the answers you need in order to move forward or not. But I can tell you, I have met so many guys who, yeah, yeah, I want a relationship. And they don't. Demaria, how did you protect yourself? What did you do? Um, I had to do a lot of trusting in God instead of myself. Because I've made so many mistakes myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did a lot of praying. And I asked those qualifying questions. I asked um, those, you know, we had those long phone calls and it wasn't the lovey-dovey, you know, can't wait to see you butterflies in my stomach stuff. You know, it was, how do you feel about adult children living at home? And, you know what I'm saying? How do you feel about um, you know, our parent, your parents, when they get a certain age and, you know, it was all of those type questions, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, that I asked about, um, because those things were important to me. I, you know, um, Lori said something that was great, that was greatly important. When we don't ask for what we want, mm-hmm. then we end up getting something that we don't want and get upset at the other individual mm-hmm. when they can't later on down the road when we realize oh wait that was really important mm-hmm. I really should have made that important I really should have said that and the other person is like well you you didn't have an issue with it before you right. know and so we have to be um be clear you know on those things mm-hmm. I was very, very to the point, very, very straight up about where I was in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't need any friends, need any more friends. I've got a lot of friends. What I want is a husband. Oh, good for you. Yeah. What I want is a husband. And so 
to um, and I and I told and I was honest with him. I said, so if we break up or we don't talk anymore tomorrow, we really won't be talking anymore. I don't want I don't want to be your friend. That's not what I want. But it's two years now, right? It's been two years. Yeah. So... And but, but this is the thing. He it hasn't been two. It won't be actually be two years until. December so but I'm you know we're on the second year type thing mm -hmm. but he has until January to either propose or us be married and if he's not he's gone and as much as I love him okay as much as I want to be with him what I want for my life is most important right and so, and I, I am committed to watching him walk away. And he knows that? And he knows this. Now, has it scared him at all? Or have you noticed him back off or change his behavior? No, we look at rings. We're talking about, you know what I'm saying? So okay. like, you know, so we, I think we're on, you know, I think we're on that path. I think it's just a matter of time um, before all of those things happen. But like, Again, like I said, I'm, you know, it all at the end of the day, it could all be lip service. You never know. Yeah. You right. Know you don't know. But you I never wonder, know. I wonder how he feels with sort of an ultimatum. You have to I marry think, me or else. Well, I think, I think when you're with somebody who wants the same things that you do anyway, it doesn't feel like an ultimatum. Okay. I agree with that. I have to say I agree because you were very upfront in the beginning with what you want. Mm -hmm. So he knows what you want. And I'm just hoping that he's adult enough and man enough to either know, yes, I want that or no, and not drag you on till the end of beginning so of January. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, 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 I, and I hope that too. But at the same time, I am I guess preparing myself, you know, for that. If that's, you know, if that's the case, it will hurt. I will right. be disappointed, but I will go on. Mm -hmm. That's I'm for just, you. I, yeah, I'm perfectly. I am. I am okay with not just having somebody in my space, just to have somebody in my space. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm over that. Like I've done that for a long time. I'm over that. I think it's good when you can get to a place where you know yourself well enough to say, I know what I want. Mm -hmm. And if this isn't it, I'm going to keep moving until I find it. I, I think that's wonderful that you're there. Absolutely. Absolutely. If my marriage, if my marriage didn't teach me anything, it taught me that you have to be honest and honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. first yeah you have to be honest with yourself and you have to you have to have your eyes open too mm -hmm. you, you know about you a lot of expectations you thought you knew him yes I did I, I thought I knew him. I'd known him for 10 years I thought I knew him you know what I'm saying but but what it but what I realized was that I had been his friend for 10 years he hadn't been mine Wow, yeah. that's, that's you're saying you looked at him more romantically than he looked at you. 
Um, I'm not gonna say that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> actually, he actually he was he was a friend that there was just and we started out dating at first, but it just there was something about him that just did not sit well with me. But my family loved him. And so anytime there was like like they he my family would call him my knight in shining armor because anytime there was somebody died, there was a death in the family, he was my you know, he was coming to the family event. He was, you know, coming to our rest, you know, my rescue at any time, any, you know, all of those things. And my aunts would be like, I don't understand why you don't like him. He's such a good guy, you know, all of this stuff. And I was just like, no, it doesn't, you know, no, it, it just, nothing about him said, this is the man that you should marry. But after a while, you know, like he kept hounding me about it. And so after a while, I said, you know, because I'm, I'm older now, I've gotten older and, you know, it's like dating sucks. So it's like, well, maybe, you know, there, I start second guessing myself and say, maybe there's something wrong with me, you know? And so maybe I need to give this an opportunity, but you know, on our wedding day, I was standing there like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? And I knew that I had made the biggest, probably one of the biggest mistakes of my entire life. Why do you think you went through with it? Just because you were tired of dating? You were lonely? I was, I was tired of dating. I had just got into ministry and I did not want to, you're going to think this is crazy, but maybe it's not. Um, <laughs> when you go to these conferences, these Christian conferences, there are always these women of God who are ministers and preachers and pastors and, you know, all of these things. And none of them, not none of them got a man. Okay. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so I'm going to just be honest with you. I did not want to be the homely, no makeup on um, minister who only came, who, you know, because the men I felt thought that most of the time these women only came to Christ because they couldn't find no man. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and I'm going to just be honest with you. It's a silly reason, but that's really what was in my head at the time too. And so it was like, so here it was, I got this opportunity to be married. Just go ahead and seal this deal and be married. You know, uh, and be done with it. Yeah. So how long were you married for? We were married for two years. We lived together for 10 months. That's yeah. 10 very long months that felt like 10 decades like wow <laughs> yeah it was an awful awful time absolutely yeah well, that's actually an interesting topic because in the dating roundtables and in my books we talk about red flags mm -hmm. and we would go around the table and I would say to them okay everybody name a red flag you noticed and you ignored and tell me why you chose to ignore it mm -hmm. And you gave your reason why you chose to ignore your red flags. Right. So it's and very I, interesting as to 
a lot. What you said is very common. People are sick of dating. They want a, another partner to do events with. They can't imagine, you know, dating again or they're tired of being lonely. And it's there's so many red flags. Like that's another thing I have learned is don't ignore the red flags. And in addition to that, like, you know, with my ex-husband, like I saw the red flags. I saw him do other stuff to other people, but I didn't think he was going to do that to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not to me. There was this arrogance that I had about, you know, about me, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just like, well, you know, that's how he treated those other people. And, you know, I can love him better than they did. So he won't treat me that way. What I realized is that it just wasn't my turn basically. But it sounds like it was a bad experience, but that you've learned a lot. Oh my God. used what you've learned to help you in this new relationship. Absolutely. Like, you know, and people think I'm crazy when I say this, if I had to do it all over again, I would because of the person that I've become because of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was just that um, life-changing for me you know, just as a person in general, Mm -hmm. I'm way more compassionate. I'm way more tolerant. I'm way more, um, uh, under, you know, way more understanding than I ever have been. I'm way more in touch with who I am and what I want and what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm concerned about my own needs in a way that I have never been before. And, you know, and I think that that's important too, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Very much so. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Lori, you dated 30 something years. You're in something now that brings a smile to your face. Mm -hmm. Is it going anywhere? This is what it's an interesting, it's interesting because my boyfriend was has was married twice. And he has four biological sons and one son that he basically raised with his second wife. Um, I definitely, he is not sure he ever wants to get married again. Um, And because he's had so many kids and had to be a dad, he's 58 and he has a 16 year old. So when you have this many kids, it, it impacts a great amount of your life for a long time. And he said, you know, once they're out of the house, you know, he would love the opportunity to just live by himself. So I I don't know. I'm not going to say everything's butterflies and rainbows, but I can tell you there is no way in hell and he knows it and he wouldn't want me to do it anyways. I would ever live with him while he has any kids at home Mm. ever with all the issues that he has with his two teenage boys and never. Um, regarding getting married, I'm not like, I don't want to say the typical girl, but so many women I talk to think they've been thinking about what their wedding's going to be like since they were little and the husband in the house and the picket fence. I've never been like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say like, I, I must get married. Um, I, I I'm too, I don't want any kids. So, um, I'm too old. I have a dog and a cat. Those are my kids. Um, I know, though, if we continue on, I would want some type of commitment from him. And I don't know if that's just like an engagement that just lasts forever. Or, I mean, 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know. All I know is I have with him, I've never had with somebody else, like his support for my businesses. I've never had somebody who's been supportive of my entrepreneurial spirit. I do events. He comes to my events. We designed a greeting card line together. He is able to have uncomfortable, awkward, sometimes high tension conversations without us fighting or him leaving the room where all the guys I've ever dated in the past, they walk away, they yell. And then I'm the one who's going up to them later, trying to make things okay. When I don't, I said, I'm not doing that again. I'm not always going up and being like, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want us to fight. I've never had with him those things, the communication, the support. But for him, it was very different, which is very interesting, which we struggled with in the beginning because his first marriage, he just figured he's young. Oh, it's the next step. Let's just get married, right? Mm -hmm. His second marriage was based on sex. And a lot of his relationships were based on the sexual chemistry, right? So with him and I, he said this was the first time he's ever really had a relationship that started out based on friendship. And it's very different for him. And he's struggled with that, one concerned about our intimacy and our chemistry. And he's like, Lori, I've never had this type of friendship start a relationship for me. It's very different to me. It's very foreign to me. And we've had our ups and downs because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tamaria, I don't, I don't want to be friends with him. I don't want, no, that's not what I'm looking for. And, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen for my future. I honestly don't. And I, I have so many dreams and goals of things that I want to do. Like I spent three years living in my RV, traveling the U.S. full time, working around the country by myself. I might want to do that again, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I'm just trying to take it day by day, do all these projects, the, the book, the t-shirts, the dating website, and just see where that takes me. And then go from there, I guess. And so, so you're not in a similar place with Tamaria where she's really clear. She wants, right. she wants to get married again. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Wants to be with somebody who wants that too. Whereas you're saying partnership is important to you. Somebody who's supportive, has your back, is an advocate, but but they don't have to be a husband. Not a husband, but I do want us to be committed. I want to be in a relationship. You don't want to share. Oh, God, no, no, definitely not. It's hard enough sharing him with his kids and his ex and all their issues. It's like not easy when you're somebody who's never been married and doesn't have kids and you're not bringing an ex to the table or bringing kids to the table and you're dating someone who brings all of that. It's very hard. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not as understanding as I could be. He's raising his kids very different than I was raised. I was raised, you know, I have fantastic parents, but they were strict. You respect them. You respect your teachers. You get a job. You go to school. You don't miss school. He's much more lenient than I would be, and that's been a big conflict. It's hard. This is hard. <laughs> laughing because yeah, it is. That's one thing that I stopped doing when my daughter got a certain age. Like, I didn't date men that had that had children that were home Mm -hmm. like their children had to be adults 
or you know out of the house but definitely not anybody younger than my daughter like no <laughs> it is hard i in the, in the perfect world i don't care if somebody has kids but i agree with you i wish they were out mm-hmm. three of the four three of the five are out and i'm well, very concerned yeah. about the senior getting out even graduating high school and getting out and i am very upfront with all of my concerns about you know his name is pete telling him about my concerns and he's like no they're gonna get out of the house after high school i'm like whoa you don't necessarily know that (laughs) so but i i i would i really do wish they were older and out Mm -hmm. but i can't create something that's not in existence and that is not something not at this point yet I'm willing to give up what I have with him because of that well I know just for me I just wasn't interested in the stepmom role if you will I just wasn't interested you know my daughter didn't need my daughter didn't need a stepfather and I wasn't interested in being anybody's stepmother Mm -hmm. I just wasn't and so um and then you know like you got to at least be old enough, you know, to make a sandwich and fix cereal. Like I can't, right. <laughs> I can't. no, I agree with you. And yeah. one of the big problems that we have is that none of his kids like their mom, mm. not the oldest one from the first marriage. That's something different, but I'm talking about the four, the three he had with her and the one he raised with her. She is not a good mom. It is an insane situation and none of them like her. So, but I don't feel the need or the desire to step in as a stepmom Mm -hmm. because I just don't want to. I mean, I try to get along with them. It's, it's not, it's not like, you know, it's a roller coaster. It really is. It's not easy. And I feel bad. Sometimes I said, I wish you never met your second wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Line for you? Like a line in the sand, you mean, when I'll just. I don't know. We've almost broken up a couple times. times. Um, things are going well now. He and I have been to a life coach who has told him he needs to set boundaries. He needs to set concepts consequences he needs a contract with the boys like he was not good with it last year and I told him we cannot have another school year like we did last year you know them flunking school doing makeup work not going to class not going to their moms when they're supposed to it's so hard because they don't want to be at their moms I feel bad wishing they were at their moms when their moms is such a toxic place it's just I'm going to see how this school year goes because things were awful during the school year. Wow. Summer was a lot different. Wow. You know, so how old is the youngest one? 16. Mm. So it's not even that he could spend the weekend with you without them because the 16 year old would need supervision. He does. Um, the 16, he does. He does like they're good kids overall. I don't want it to come off as like they're bad kids, but he's had some issues with the older one. And I said to him, your youngest one is going down the same path because his youngest one was like his only hope for one of his kids to go to college out of all five of them. 
and he met a girlfriend, you know, the 16 love and he's starting to flunk class. And I'm like, Pete, you got to get on him. You know what I mean? Pete is just my dad was strict, like, (laughs) you know, he's very lenient with them, which is crazy because he's owns his own business and he's very hard on himself. And I don't know. It's weird. I'm wondering how he feels about how you respond about his children. Oh, yes, it's hard. We've have our ups and downs and he knows it affects our relationship. The life coach, he he and I have gone to a life coach about it and the life coach is telling him what to do with the kids and he's not following it. And, you know, no, no, no. What I'm saying is your voice is commenting on his kids. Well, your voice is not the voice of a partner. You're You're right. Like a mother. Oh, I'm not. I'm not in any way. A mother to Pete's. Yeah, I'm not in any way a mother to Pete's kids. No, I didn't say Pete's kids. I said to Pete's. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, I understand. Yes, you're right. There are times when I need to zip my lip and I don't and I can't stop myself. We go through phases where I'm like, all right, don't say a word, don't say a word. But then the same shit will happen again. And Pete didn't follow the life coach's suggestions. And then I hit my limit and I say something, Mm. you know, and is that a red flag? Yeah, it really is. And why am I ignoring it? Because of those other things that I said that I've never had with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then why is he ignoring the red flags? Because to him, I would think that that would be a red flag for him. No, I agree. It's I think because he's so this is a stupid excuse. He's so busy. He has very long days. He doesn't want to get involved with the ex and he doesn't want to deal with the kid shit. That's Mm. what it is. And I said, you're making more work for yourself by not doing the things that will help you. Is he willing to risk losing you? That's a good question. I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. He Are knows you- though, like I talked to him, like I said, I will not have another school year like we had last year. You need to do the contract. You need to set expectations. He's not, I don't know. We'll see. The school year just started a week ago. But you already know whether or not he has a contract with the kids. Yeah, I helped him write it. I am concerned. I'm not going to lie. I'm concerned. He's been telling those boys he need they need jobs, and he's still not setting a deadline. The life coach is like, you need to set a deadline. Mm-hmm. As when to hiring. <laughs> is that? I know. I see. Everybody yeah. Hiring. And I said, just set a deadline with a consequence. If the consequence is 30 days without your phone, you're going to see them get a job tomorrow. You know, I think that, and I can identify, I I can identify with you, Lori, because I think sometimes we tend to focus on those, those sweet times, the good times, and, and kind of say, Okay, but you know, this is really good. When he's good, he's really good. 
but the question is when you put it on a scale mm -hmm. where's the biggest piece coming from and if the biggest piece is coming from the problem areas i just wonder and, and i'm going to say this for myself as well we can't change them no you're right we can't change them and we so if if somebody is the way they are it's and, and I think go ahead go ahead no I think that sometimes as women and I'm sure men probably do it too maybe I don't know maybe I'm not a man so I don't know but <laughs> as women I think because we remember the great times the butterflies the the great dates and all of those things so we know what they're capable of doing mm -hmm. okay? right and so when they stop or they you know they deviate from that we're we're sitting hoping mm -hmm. just to be able to get back to there you know what i'm saying and that's and we stay because we're wanting it just to get back to that that space and um i don't know when sometimes we just we stay a little too long hoping right. that it, hoping that it gets back to that space mm -hmm. you know and like i said you just you know Every time they call, you know, you're you're wanting it to be like, okay, maybe today's the day. You know, maybe <laughs> yeah, today's right. the day. But we know same shit, different day. I mean, we know that. It's so hard. I feel like dating is so it's you're right. And like I'm preaching, look for the red flags, blah, blah, blah. And then it is, it's like oh it's so frustrating so like frustrating. to me it is it's, it's just so it's, frustrating and the older yeah. we get because i'm 43 so the the older we get the more frustrating it is mm -hmm. because what we we've had all these experiences with all these different people and as much as we try to release the baggage some of the baggage follows us regardless you know what i'm saying it just does now the baggage may not control you anymore but it's still there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so we and so we have to realize that the people that we're dating, because if, you know, if they're our age and they're single, oh, they got some baggage too. And so, you know, and so it's kind of like, I saw this meme the other day on Facebook. It says dating after 40 is like going to the thrift store, trying to find the, the best looking shirt that doesn't smell like pee. <laughs> and I was like, you know, <laughs> I laughed at it, but I was like, yeah, really? It is. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's funny that you said that, Tamari, because I talk to people, I talk about there's two types of baggage. When you go to the airport, right, you're allowed one carry-on piece of luggage right. that fits in the compartment. And then you're allowed, or you have to pay extra for the one you have to check in. And if it's over 50 pounds, you get penalized and you pay more. I said, I have the carry on, throw it above baggage. That's all I have, right? I'm an anomaly at 49, right? Mm -hmm. My boyfriend's got the carry on. We got to check it in as well. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love that like analogy. 
right. baggage and how it's going to fit on the plane or if you have to check it in or if you have to pay extra is going to be different. And he he's got baggage more well, than I'm I do. The, I'm the I'm the checking in check check bag, but I'm flying first class, so I don't have to pay for it. Nice. So, right. And so so that just means that I got issues, but I go to therapy. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We so, all have issues. So mm-hmm. what what do you I mean this has been interesting and informative, but where do we go from here? I mean we keep talking. Tamaria is counting the months right she doesn't really know what's going to happen and you're saying very very clearly i'm not having another school year like this one but you're not really in charge of when you have a school year like that but in a way you are in charge because if you stay Mm -hmm. you've bought into it yeah we all make our own choices and you're right we're a disaster no (laughs) I'm with both of you because uh, in in, in a sort of different way I'm in a point in my life because I'm older than both of you that if if you deal with someone younger because I'm not dealing with somebody my own age but dealing with someone younger then you wind up saying you know we're at different places in our lives you think you have the rest of your life all these years to go and I'm saying hey I want to get what I'm going to get when I, you know, right away. Right, right. I don't, I'm not one to want to be married or anything like that, but partnership, companionship, time, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so if you're not somebody that can provide that, share that, what am I waiting for? Right. It's going to get better. When? Oh, I like that. When? When? You know, every morning, good morning. Okay. What else you got? <laughs> you know? I love I that. Think, I think that, that sometimes we get labeled as being selfish because we're thinking about ourselves. But if we don't, who will? Who will? Exactly. You know? Uh, if, and, and so, Tamaria, I kind of feel like you probably more clearly have identified this is what I want. This is the time frame. And, and my prayer is that you get it because you're putting in the time. Two years is a long time. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't commit, that's going to be painful as hell. I mean, and I think you are saying you're ready for that, but you know, it's like knowing grandma's going to die. It still kills right. her when she it's does. Still, yeah, absolutely. And then the, the thing about it is, is that, yes, it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. But being in a space that I know I don't want to be in for longer, to me, is more painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, so it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna have to rip the band-aid off or whatever. It's gonna hurt. It's not gonna feel good. I'm probably gonna be second guessing myself, you know, all the time. But I just I I can't give anybody all of me. Right. You and know, you also know so, that you bounce back 
after mm-hmm. the divorce because that wasn't easy for you either that but was you bounced I- back from it you trusted again you loved again Let, let's hope you don't have to do it again but if you yeah, do you're ready absolutely absolutely yeah I hope I hope this is it too you know like I hope this is it like you know my my heart it you know tells me that it is and you know with his actions they tell me that it is because right now we're currently not having sex which is like um wasn't my idea <laughs> and so I'll go on record saying that wasn't my idea um it's supposed to be you know helping us get closer to each other and find those other intimacies and things of that nature not my idea um and so I was like okay cool um and so but he's what he said was we'll do it until we get engaged and I said okay and he said it won't be long and I said about tantric sex huh do you know about tantric sex no I don't what's that I have some podcasts. Tantric sex is about what you said. Intimacy mm-hmm. without intercourse, without actual sexual activity, but you get to know each other spiritually, physically, without the touching. It can be yeah. really beautiful. Oh, I want to check that, into that. And that's ultimately what we're that's ultimately what we're going for. Mm-hmm. You know, like even our dates are, you know, are different now. Like we're doing more activities and outside. It's not just dinner and, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. It is, let's go ride bikes in the, you know, in the park or it's, well, it's another way to get to know each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so c- kind of trying to get the stuff that we may have missed, you know, when you're in the butterfly stage, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you got your googly eyes at each other and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I think this is his way because I have a problem with trusting. And I think this is his way of saying, trust me. Mm-hmm. Well, it also, if you think back a long time ago, that it makes when you do commit in the way that I think he's talking about, it will make the intimacy at that point deeper, sweeter, mm-hmm. because it's, it will be new again it won't be a continuation of it what won't you be had, a continuation but yeah it'll be, it'll be very special Lori, for, for tantric um it's 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 an old been around a very long time and what people do is you set up a, a quiet place silks and and cloth and music and flowers and just it's an intimate place it could be a closet the floor of a closet because not everybody's got big space but a place that's separate and different when you want to spend intimate time together that has nothing to do with sex per se. So you're you're sitting and you can be naked, it doesn't matter, but you're looking at each other so that you find conversation is, I didn't know you had a a mole or I didn't know you Mm. had a scar. And so you begin to talk about those things. You start from the top of your head, you work your way down and it's just all about looking at each other and talking about what you see Mm. and in time as the relationship grows it begins to involve touching like massaging but it's Mm -hmm. not titillating massaging it's 
almost therapeutic massaging. I'm going to relax you, so I'm going to do a back rub, or your feet hurt, I'm going to rub your feet. It's not that, you know, I want to get my dick hard, so I'm going to do it like this. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so even that touching is amazing. The thing is whether or not you have a partner who, who can feel comfortable with that because it's different. it's different so do you walk people through it on your podcast i have i have talked about it on the podcast yes and as a result people will say to me are you crazy or how do you do it you know um i've written some things about it because i think i i think sex can be amazing if we mm-hmm. lay the proper foundation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to me talking you know um people talk about uh 50 shades and Mm -hmm. i read all that stuff i loved it i thought the movies were beautiful but the big thing about it was how their relationship developed it was it was a relationship based on a wounded person and an unripe young lady lady, who learned to trust and in trusting she learned to try he didn't do a thing to her she didn't want him to do and so in a relationship if the trust is there and so often in order to have sex you have to be vulnerable you have to be vulnerable you have to be open literally and and you have to trust and so if the emotional trust isn't there then the sex isn't as good as it can be. Right. So what tantric does is it lays a foundation of intimacy, which gets to this other level. And I think, Tamaria, what your guy is doing, he's not calling it tantric because maybe he doesn't know about that. But he's saying to you, I want the next time, whenever that is, to be as special as the event is going to be. Right. Because for anybody to say, I'm, we're not going to have sex for however long, I mean, that's major. I mean, that just doesn't happen every day. So for him no. to say it to me is um, super special. I thought it was, I thought it was special. It, it did make me feel, um, it made me feel special. That's that's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. It made me feel mm-hmm. special. It made me feel valued. Yes. And um and delicate. And um, you know, which is not feeling, you know, not a feeling that women get to feel very exactly. often. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not in this day and time. No. And um, so yeah, it it did. And I did, you know, begin to trust them in a in a way that was different Mm -hmm. you know um so you know and then I had to you know in in with him doing that there are some things that I felt like I needed to do to um to show him you know that I did trust him and so um we actually bought some stock together because that's his thing you know I'm saying and so like you know you know building generational wealth Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so, you know, which is cool. You know, I'd rather mm-hmm. buy some shoes, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's his thing. So, you know, so I was like, well, okay, let me, let me show, let me show yeah. him. 
mm-hmm. that I trust him. Mm-hmm. And so we did buy the stock together and we actually opened a savings account together. So, Ooh, okay. um, which is something that I honestly said after I got married that I never mix money with another man ever again. And so I'm a little nervous on this one, y'all. So, well, but the thing is, it's not your checking. It's your savings, right? Yes, it's savings, and, yeah. And you can keep your eye on it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, the beauty of what it is that you're talking about is it's coming in stages mm-hmm. and, and he is taking the first steps. Yeah. You are saying, okay, I'm going to meet you part of the way here now. This is what you're doing, so I'm going to do. And so it seems to me what uh, Lori and I have to do is to get clearer on what we want and to set some milestones. I mean, I I have to say, I had a conversation with myself this morning and I just said, you know, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Same shit, different day. I'm done. Oh, okay. Because I want more. So are you done done? I think I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think, I don't think. I'm done. You're done? Because I want more. And if tell, tell your significant other that you're done. I'm waiting because I want to do it face to face. Which is a nice, that's the way it should be done. I don't want to do it on the phone. I want to do it face to face. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I'll miss the hell out of him because like I said, when you're good, you're very, very good. Right. But because your life is as crazy as it is. You can't be for me who I want you to be, and I can't make you be somebody that you're not. I don't right. walk in your shoes. You don't walk in mine. And I, I think I got, I've got i gotten to a place of saying, I'm not a bad person because I know what I want. Right. I'm not. Right. So Only you are going to take care of yourself. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So. And we have to start taking care of ourselves. You know, we have to. And that's why, you know, eventually my focus with ITLD was healing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it, it, it kind of just generated too. Let's heal. You know, let's, let's let us learn how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm let us learn how to learn from yes. each other yes you know let us let us learn how to respect each other mm-hmm. you know let's let's heal so that we can have a healthy loving relationship right would you guys like to do this again yes sure. i would love it i'd love to Absolutely. why don't you each tell the audience again um, your name and how to reach you and any last things that you want to say. So my name is Lori Hodiker and I'm the author of the book Dating What the Fuck. You can reach me at info at datingwhatthefuck.com. The website is datingwhatthefuck.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash dating is horrible, but the best way it would be through the email or through the website. Um, 
And I've had such a great time, Dr. Monica. Like, thank you so much. You definitely gave me things that I need now when I go and say goodnight to my boyfriend, I need to bring up. Um, obviously talk more about it when it's not 9.30 at night and he's tired, but you definitely, both of you gave me some things to think about, which, you know, ring very true and I need to talk about further with him. Thank you, Tamari. Um, my name is Tamari Osanami. I don't necessarily have a, have, well, I have a platform, but like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not selling anything or, you know, or anything like that. So like, all I have is the, the Facebook group and you can find us on Facebook. It is, I'm tired of dating. It's a private group, um, but you just have to answer the questions and you can come on in. And we're basically just trying to make sure that everybody in the group is kind of on the same page. So that's why we have the little, you know, the questionnaire before you come in. Now, mind you, there are some people who got in before there was even a questionnaire. So you're probably going to be like, why are they here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but, but there, there are great conversations. Mm -hmm. There's a lot Absolutely. of good, good content and a lot of learning. Um, so it's not a book, but it is a wonderfully instructive Facebook right. page and, and you're doing a great job. Absolutely. Can I send you, I can send you both the PDF of my book if you want me to. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, um, my email address is Tamaria. Hold on. I'm going to send it to myself. Dr. Monica, did I send it to you already or no? I think you did. And I sent you the link for my book. Oh, yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Tamaria. Tamaria, 1977 at yahoo.com. I will send that to you tomorrow. Perfect. It was a pleasure meeting you. And yes, you too. That we can post this on our websites. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Well, somehow you have to send it to us, though. Okay. Well, what I'm thinking is that if, if memory serves, they send me a link of the recording. Mm -hmm. That's how it goes okay. with our meetings. They and if you me. post it, and if you post it on Facebook or your website, like I should be able to just share it, right? And then mm -hmm. and just yeah, and just go from there and put it in a group or whatever. But yeah, we should definitely do this again next time. I put on some makeup. <laughs> so I will get back to you, and maybe what we can do. Um, you may want Lori to read some from your book next time. Um, Tamaria, I'm going to join your Facebook page, Facebook group tomorrow. Please do, please do, please do. Tamaria, yeah, maybe do. you may say there are some posts that you want to share. So that's another way. And, and I still feel that this is something that would have really been great with audience participation. So yes. I have to figure out how to do it so that it's interactive because I think the chemistry with us, I'm really grateful to you too because you don't know each other. I don't know you, I mean, I know Tamaria, but you know, um, Lori, it's been fun and you're you're warm and you're open and this is oh, really you. good. So thank you to both of you. And I would love to do a live one where people can so let's figure out what's the venue. How do we do that? I have no idea. I'm so bad at this stuff. I have no idea. That's going to be, maybe I'll take on that responsibility because I know Facebook Live. Okay. You can do it, but somebody told me you can't have more, you can't have three people. Oh, but I don't know. Facebook Live, you can't have three people. Yeah, it can only be, yeah, it can only be two. 
that's why our lives it's only two people we only do two people at a time because you can't do it any other way and I'm not sure how to do it you know zoom wise so I don't know I'm, we'll find out because I'm sure okay. there are people who, who do it right okay? and so then when I get the information I'll get back to you and we can look forward to doing this again thank you both yes. so thank much thank you, you so much take good care be yes, safe. you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.